64% of Americans say it is essential or at least important that they get a verdict in the election trial against Donald Trump for meddling in the uh, 2020 election, that that verdict be rendered before they go to the polls. The question of the timing is part of what happened yesterday as a court of appeals rebuffed the former president's attempts to declare very broad presidential immunity, basically saying you are now citizen Trump and as citizen Trump, you can be charged. And they really offered very little support for any limitation uh, on that ability to charge. An interesting conclusion that could be uh, very uh, consequential. Matthew Schneider is leader of investigations in white collar defense at Honigman Law, also a former U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Michigan. Matthew, good morning. Good morning, Guy. Thank you for having me back. They basically said, sorry, you're a citizen now. All bets are off when it comes to immunity. Were you surprised that they, I understand that some of his claims were broad, maybe even nonsensical, but are you surprised that their rejection was so broad itself? Not necessarily, because as you indicate, some of his claims really were so broad. The Supreme Court has already decided some of this. For example, he argued I'm immune from prosecution because of separation of powers. You just can't have the court branch going after the presidential branch. Well, look, that's happened so many times in the past. If you just you know look back at President Truman, he tried to seize the steel mills in the Korean War. The Supreme Court said, you can't do that. And that set up a whole line of cases saying that presidents do have authority but their authority is not unlimited. So when the Court of Appeals in D.C. decided this case, they built upon some of those building blocks in their decision. So it's not entirely alarming because we've seen these cases similar to this in the past. You know, Matthew, this uh, prosecution basically has been kind of frozen for weeks, you know, as the court considered, the, you know, the appeal. And now Trump's team is vowing to appeal, which could really postpone the case by even weeks or months, uh, particularly if this if the uh, Supreme Court agrees to take it up. That's true. And so all, all those people who are watching this eagerly, hoping that this will all be resolved before the election, you've got another thing coming because that <laughs> seems very unlikely now. He'll, he'll seek a, a appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Supreme Court will have to decide whether or not to take it. There'll be a further delay and arguments if they do. So it just gets strung out a little bit further. Matthew, so the options are the Supreme Court could not take it up at all. Isn't that an option? Yes, absolutely. But if they do, then this would be uh, this would be stayed. This ruling would stay in place. And then you have to still determine whether or not there's enough time to try the case. That would be up to the district court. And the Supremes could say, well, we're going to consider it just not in this court session, mm-hmm. right? Sure, yes, that's always the danger. Whenever you appeal, you're at the mercy then of the court's timeline and their docket and their agenda. And this isn't the only thing on their agenda. They've got other cases. So that does cause an issue for the Trump campaign to consider. This Court of Appeals panel uh, included a Republican-appointed judge, um, and they said this. The risk that former presidents will be unduly harassed by meritless federal criminal prosecution appears slight. To a lot of Republicans, 
and I think maybe even some Democrats, they would say, we've seen the tit for tat when it comes to impeachment. We've seen our laws and our courts be used for partisan political attacks. Are they a little cavalier and totally dismissing this prospect? I think so, because it is a risk, certainly. And this is exactly what President Trump argued in this case. He said, look, if you do this, you're going to open the floodgates to every president when they leave office for any criminal prosecution. And he's already made these arguments about rogue prosecutors in Georgia and elsewhere. So what the what the Court of Appeals said is, look, I, I understand that, but our country is almost 250 years old, and this has never happened in the past. It's not like it couldn't have. It could have happened in the past. It just hasn't. So the risk is low, and you still have these other protections of the criminal justice system. You can still make these arguments in court. Trump has done that. He hasn't been successful, but it's not like this takes away those abilities to, to argue in court. He still has that option. Matthew, if if Trump were to beat Biden in November, could he presumably try to use his position as the head of the executive branch to order a new attorney general to, to dismiss the federal cases against him? Absolutely. Once you become the president, you're effectively then the head of the Justice Department, and you could stop this case in its tracks. And that, that actually happens all the time when new administrations come in, they switch immigration policy, they, they change their positions on environmental cases, and they halt those cases in the Justice Department. So that wouldn't be uh, impossible. In fact, it, it, it does happen. And knowing President Trump and what he said, mm-hmm. I think that would be very likely. Um, these judges are saying, though, we can't not have a check on the executive. They can't have carte blanche to violate rights of citizens and not have their votes count. Right, exactly. And and that that's what they're saying. But again, we, we still have routes here. This case is not done. We still have a possible of appeal in this particular case. We have arguments on the other side in briefing, so it remains to be seen exactly how that's going to shake out. Do you think the justices in this case, and they're, they're trying to battle this perception that they've become politicized, if, if they acquiesce to Jack Smith's desire to get this underway before the election, they look politicized. If they put it off, they look politicized. How much of a a factor will that play in their decision-making on whether to take this up? Uh, They're already going to be viewed as being political one way or the other if they grant the case. So I don't think that matters in their decision-making at this time. It is a factor in their consideration if if they hear it. Because then if you're the chief justice, if you're John Roberts, your chief mission is try to get an opinion that is not a partisan split. Because that will just cause the American people to be so distrustful of the Supreme Court. That's probably what he'll try to do, try to decide the case on other grounds or find some common ground among the justices to prevent that from happening. Interesting. There, there is this case that we've heard about. We've only got a couple of minutes left here. Nixon versus Fitzgerald, which was a civil case. But the Supreme Court said that the president has absolute immunity from for official acts. Is getting involved in the counting of electoral votes, is that an official act? Is that also an important decision that need, that we need clarity on from the Supreme Court? That is an official act for the vice president. 
That's the vice president's job under the Constitution to go to the Congress and certify the electoral. But vote. presidents asked ask vice presidents to carry their water on legislative matters all the time, right? But not when it's specifically enumerated in the Constitution. The Constitution says this is the vice president's job. It doesn't say it's the president's job. So that's the problem there. And this whole issue about civil immunity, that hasn't changed at all. This opinion doesn't change the fact that former presidents, once they leave office, they can't be um, uh, attacked civilly for their official acts as president. All of that area of the law is still intact, regardless of this opinion from the D.C. Court of Appeals. Okay, Matthew, in the spirit of the, uh, the Super Bowl, what would the prop bet be on this? Would you lay money that the Supreme Court takes this up within the next two months? I don't, but I do think they'll take up that Colorado case because they're going to hear that on Thursday. They're taking oral arguments, right. so we know that for sure. This one seems a little unlikely, but look, I, I, I'm a lawyer. I've been wrong in the past. We'll be wrong in the future. We, we just don't know. You think SCOTUS will maybe kick this back or not weigh in? I, I think if they do weigh in, which I think they probably will, that still is not going to make it so that the trial takes place before the election okay. because there are so many other steps that take place in addition to the Supreme Court arguments in, in the district court. I, I just don't think it can be done before the election day. Okay. And yes, that Colorado case about whether or not the 14th Amendment can bounce him off ballots will be pivotal. And I got a feeling you're going to be on Nick's dance card on Thursday, Matthew. Just going to uh, uh, weigh in on that now. So we'll wait for those oral arguments. Perhaps we'll talk Friday. There's a lot to talk about. I'll be happy to be back and explain both sides of the issue. And we love that about you. Matthew Schneider, take care. Thank you. When we come back, the other headlines making uh, news of this day, including who are the best performing cities when it comes to job growth. Michigan, not such a great grade. Next on JR Morning. We are absolutely thrilled, Gail and I, to extend an invitation to you to do something that the WJR Travel Club has never done. We're going to Asia, and there is such a mystique around Southeast Asia. There are parts of it that are so ancient. The Buddhist traditions are so interesting. The cuisine is fascinating. And we're going to explore all those mysteries and all that ancient history when we get on our very own riverboat with you and all our other WJR listeners that sign up and depart for a 13-day immersive experience taking us up the Mekong River on our own private luxury riverboat. It starts in Ho Chi Minh City, formerly known as Saigon, and we move on from there. The brochure blew our minds, frankly. And the pictures are make you just whet your appetite for more. Uh, by all means, visit WJRTravelClub.com. See what the trip holds. And we hope that you will come with Gail and I to experience this together. Being together with WJR listeners is one of the best parts. The second best part is we get the boat to ourselves. We know that there's limited space. We expect it to fill quickly. So consider it. Check it out at WJR Travel Club and then secure your spot for this epic journey. Join Gail and I for what will be a wonderful adventure.